Alright, so this is this is Lars with the Monsters and Such podcast. Um I just wanna say uh episode one was not that great. That was a trial and error. I might remove it. Um this is episode two, a general look at monsters. So it says here on the monster Wikipedia, I know. Greatest source in the world, Wikipedia. It says a monster is often a type of grotesque creature whose appearance frightens and whose powers of destruction threaten the human world's social and moral order. A monster can also be like a human, but in folklore they are commonly portrayed as the lowest class, as mutants, deformed, supernatural, and otherworldly. Animal monsters are outside the moral order, but sometimes have their origin in some human violation of the moral law. For example, in the Greek myth, Minos does not sacrifice the white bull which Poseidon sent him to the god. So, as punishment, Poseidon makes Minos' wife, Pasiphae, fall in love with the bull. She copulates with the beast and gives birth to the man with a bull's head, the Minotaur. Human monsters are those who, by birth, were never fully human. As an example, it would be Medusa and her Gorgon sisters, or who, through some supernatural or unnatural act, lose their humanity, as in werewolves or Frankenstein's monster. And so who can no longer, or who never could, follow the moral law of human society? Monsters predate written history, and the academic study of the particular cultural notions expressed in a society's ideas of monsters is known as monstrophy. I don't know if that sounds right. Monstrophy. 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 Monsters have appeared in literature and in feature-length films. Well-known monsters in fiction include Count Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, werewolves, mummies, zombies. But to be honest, uh, it comes from the word monster comes from the Latin word monstrum, itself derived ultimately from the word or the verb maneo, to remind warn, instruct, or foretell, and it denotes anything strange or singular, contrary to the usual course of nature, by which the gods give notice of evil, a strange, unnatural, hideous person, an animal or thing, or any monstrous or unusual thing or circumstance or adventure. Thinking about it, in the words of Tina Marie Boyer, assistant professor of the medieval German literature at Wake Forest University, monsters do not emerge out of a cultural void. They have a literary and cultural heritage. In the religious context of the ancient Greeks and Romans, monsters were seen as signs of divine displeasure. And it was thought that the birth defects were especially ominous, being an unnatural event or malfunctioning of nature. 
Monsters are not necessarily abominations, however. The, Ro the Roman historian Suetonius, for instance, describes a snake's absence of legs or a bird's ability to fly as monstrous, as both are against nature. Nonetheless, the negative connotations of the word quickly established themselves, and by the playwright and philosopher Senesa, the word had extended into its philosophical meaning, a visual and horrific revelation of the truth. In spite of this, mythological monsters such as the Hydra and Medusa are not natural beings, but divine entities. This seems to be a holdover from Proto-Indo-European religion and other belief systems in which the divisions between spirit, monster, and god were less evident. So, during the age of silent films, monsters tended to be human-sized. Because, well, you couldn't get anything other than humans to portray them. Um... For example, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. Belagosi's reprisal of the creature. Huh. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Cat people, mummies, Flash Gordon, Evan and Stella meet Frankenstein. But then you have, like, your films that took place before and after World War II. I mean, there's so many, there's, but then you have to think about the, like, the, the legends, the legends in history, monsters in those legends, the beast of Jevedon, it's a historical name associated with a man-eating animal, or animals, with, which terrorized the former providence of Jevedon, in the Marjoride Mountains of south-central France. This happened between 1764 and 1767. I mean, it covered an entire area of like 90 by 80 kilometers. They say that it was a pack of animals or one animal. Some people think it was a man. So there's no telling. But then you have like demons. Demons are depicted in the Bible. I mean, they're depicted in Chinese culture, Japanese culture. In every culture, there's demons and monsters. Shapeshifters and ghouls throughout the night. The undead is something that nobody ever thinks that would just disappear throughout history. Sometimes I wonder... How exactly did we get all these legends and stories? Somebody had to originally have told them. <laughs> Don't get me started on the kaiju. I have a friend who knows all about kaiju. But then there's the yeti, Bigfoot, the centaur, the Cerberus, known as the three-headed dog of Hades. And there's chimeras, which is a good combination of all those things. So, I mean, realistically, if you think about it, I mean, there's so many monsters in legend. 
I mean, I I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's at least one monster that you can think of right off the top of your head, like, in a snap. I mean, vampires, boom. Undead, cold, white, pale, fangs, glaring looks. But that's just what media wants you to think. Typically, monsters are scary. So what separates good-looking monsters from bad-looking monsters? I mean, if they can pass as human, does it, are they really monsters anymore? And if monsters don't fit into our social normal, then can they really pass for human? Shapeshifters, for example, like the werewolf or the wolfman. Lon Chaney Jr. Think about it. He's a man at night and in day, but then one day he becomes a wolf. But it's not really a wolf like the typical animal. It's more of like a beastly form of a man. Don't we all have beastly forms that we take when we're angry, when we're upset, when our adrenaline is pumping? And we black out from the anger. I've known of two accounts of people I know personally that they tend to black out when they're angry to the point where they will fight somebody blacked out. So how is that different from the wolfman? He doesn't remember what happens. He gets monstrous even but yeah so anyways let's i digress a goblin or a freak or a dragon or a cyclops we even have a a, a form of study called cryptozoology for the animals and beasts we don't understand in human society i mean it's interesting there's all sorts of things like the Leviathan and the Wendigo, the Yaksha, Yaogwai, the Yokai, Tarask, the Trolls, the Swamp Monsters, the Sea Monsters, the Skyla, Ogres, Lake Monsters. I mean, how many people have not heard of Loch Ness Monster? I mean, it's a Loch Ness Monster. They call it that because they don't understand what it is. They've never seen it. They've never been able to study it. So does that really make it a monster because they don't know what it is? No. It makes it a monster because they're scared of what it might be. The unknown. The true unknown. What about the Jersey Devil, for instance? I mean, people have said they've seen it. So I don't know. I mean, there's tradition everywhere. Stories, folklore. The skinwalkers of the Navajo tribes. At least I think it's the Navajo tribes. I could be wrong. Um, yes. 
It is the Navajo culture, a skinwalker. Yinaaldalushi is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. The term is never used for healers, only for evil people, I guess. Harmful. Yeah. So, typically, you would think, Lars, what kind of monsters are you really trying to talk about? I mean, think about it. There's that game that everyone plays, Pokemon. It's short for pocket monsters. It's monsters that you keep on your person, that you throw out to fight other monsters. I couldn't even imagine trying to take a Godzilla, put it into a small ball, or a Wolfman, or a Dracula, or a Mummy, or a Frankenstein's monster, or the Swamp Thing, or the Thing Thing from that movie, you know, the Thing, where it like bursts out of someone's chest. Anyways. Then there's horror monsters like slasher films. Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Chucky the Doll, Charles Lee Ray, the killer doll. But then there's human monsters. Monsters like Ed Gein, Charles Manson, what is it, Jeffrey Dahmer. Just so many. H.H. Holmes. But then you think about all the gunslingers from the Old West. Were they monsters? Or were they just defending themselves from the people persecuting them? I understand that they committed crimes. But those crimes, I doubt, rarely made them monsters. Sometimes I really wonder... I mean, what do people consider monsters? Serial killers, psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists. What really makes a monster? Could it be that we see what we want to see in a monster? Do we typically just look at people and say, That is a monster. I don't know them. I don't understand them. But they are monsters. Somebody with deformities, skin I issues, um, you know, birth defects, missing limbs, are those monsters too? Because it's unknown how those accidents or how they became the way they are. And you could say that, and I know this is controversial, but people who don't understand different genders... People who are not very open-minded or understanding of different genders and how the gender, whatever it is, I'm not politically correct, but the different, you know, transgender or gay or straight, all of that, for someone that doesn't understand one or the other, couldn't that make them monsters? But then I go back to the original example of a monster. 
A monster is often a type of grotesque creature whose appearance frightens and whose powers of destruction threaten the human world's social and moral order. So what threatens the human world's social and moral order? War? Murder? Rape? These things all create monsters if you commit these acts. So what can I say? There's more monsters in the world than you'd think. So what I'm telling everyone now is that with this podcast, I'm going to go through every kind of monster there can be. Tell stories. I'm going to basically give history on certain things. Folklore. Facts, fiction, of all the monsters. And I just hope that uh, you guys take an interest and find that, you know, there might be a monster inside all of us. Because don't we all do something that threatens moral order at some point? Underage drinking, that threatens social order. Breaking the law at some degree. But again, I go back to the grotesque. The real monsters. The misunderstood, physically altered. Tattooed people could be considered monsters if they're covered from head to toe in tattoos. Piercings, body modifications, these could be considered monsters because they're grotesque to others, but not to me. To me, all monsters are beautiful, except for the human monsters. They're disgusting. And by that, I mean the murderers, the rapists, the sex traffickers, those monsters. Those are the ones that I despise the most. But politics aside, do you know any monsters? Until next time, this is Lars, and I am a friend to most monsters. <laughs>